0: Damn Dirty Ape! <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, Eric, it's thank God it's Friday and it's so realistic. I, I can't uh-uh. ever get past that intro just thinking of how realistic that... Oh yeah, you're a genuine monkey. ...chimp slash ape sound is. We're going to get bananas, as Gwen said. She's a complete gem. She would never lie to us, but we're also going to do a bit of clowning around, Eric. You came up About with what I think. Is a great combo here. You down with the clown? You down with the clown? We're going to be down with the clown, I think. (laughs) I don't know. Because we're going to be talking about both Punchline and Harley Quinn. And really, since you ended up having Punchline come about, they've been working at a trajectory going right towards each other, Eric. And now they're here. And I do believe that we'll have a big face-off coming up down the line, which I will mention. Like Nick Cage and John Travolta get to things exactly. That Honestly, the off, thing that's is, a Freaky Friday, right? The
1: thing, that, you say <laughs> it's that? There, there, we the thing is, we are coming to a head at one point. You're going to have to have Harley Quinn and Punchline face each other once again. They have a few times since she's been debuted, but the idea that we have Professor Pig and Punchline this week, like I could see him going rogue and switching their faces
0: around. That could happen. Well, with that, the reason why I do say that it's really going to be coming up. Teeny Howard is going to be writing the Harley book. Coming up in a month or so So that will even put them at More of a, you know Head to head deal like they already have In Catwoman, so I think that That might be one of the reasons That she's on Punchline But also maybe one of the reasons she's going to be On the old Harley book And we'll see, we'll see how that works Out and we'll see what we think of this Punchline book, but before we get Into that, please go over to our Twitter At Weird Science DC Follow us, we'll follow you back, and then go over and check out our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Get written reviews there. Some say print is dead. I don't know, Eric. I'm not here to judge that, but hey, yeah, really. Also, go over to our YouTube channel. It is Weird Science Comics, and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science, where we have a bunch of shows, a lot of DC shows. One of the big things that we do each and every Thursday is we get together and do our bad-ass Patreon-only spotlight Where we end up having a podcast that almost was two hours long It ended That's up crazy. where it, I didn't even realize it I ended up saying that, holy moly, I didn't realize But with that, we did talk about what, Eric? Because now I'm trying to remember what we talked about We talked about the John Stewart book that came sure out this The Emerald Night, Night number, number, one. number 1 And then we talked about six. the Stanley Earth 6 celebration uh, book which that's why it took a while. That is a biggin', but we had some fun talking about that, and actually, we were impressed in that, surprisingly, with the rats who we haven't been really positive with what they're doing with, say, the Batgirls and the whole deal with Wonder Woman. And I bring that up because, in the punchline, I is, we like the first issue, right? We We yeah. kind of dug that. The second issue was a bit down, so I was looking forward to this. And even when we get next to that, the Harley book, We've been down on that, but like the clone, anybody can impress us. Every issue is your time to impress. It's not a vendetta.
1: And now some back to a shade because the clone, they did have the uh, the chance to use the best of the Stanley just imagine characters with Mary Maxwell, the flash, she is the best out of all of those.
0: It's funny because we were talking about that and we were talking about back in the day that you were going to collect these. You were real excited about that. Just imagine Stanley stuff and you Couldn't kind wait. of fell off it pretty quick. And really, it was a Superman <laughs> just imagine, that ended and up then throwing you. It's like, yeah, just imagine Superman's a piece of crap. Okay. I just imagine it. Then I saw it. gone. Like so for some, not for some reason, I, I usually can't sleep very well at night. So I thought, you know what? I'm Screen not just going to sit around and listen to, you know, Blackpink or anything. I'm actually going to go. Tonight. I go to, yeah, exactly. Well, there was some big, giant Blackpink news, but that's not for here or now. So anywhere. I end up, I'm on the app and for me, but I end up, I just, pulled up the deal and I've read the Wonder Woman issue, which I remember you saying that you Just Imagine Wonder Woman, yeah. Yeah, you thought that Superman in the way they presented the trade, it seemed I don't know how they're going in order, but in the trade that's on the app, you end up having Wonder Woman second. Because okay. I actually was actually going to read the Superman because of right. the idea of how crazy, you know, over the top piece of crap he was. But I'm going through I'm like, oh yeah, there's the Batman I remember. Remember when we had the Just Hands? Remember when we were talking, the guy had the jacket, just hands and feet? I do. I'm telling you, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> I started feet. La- hands and feet. I started laughing so much. So I get that. It's not oh, the Wonder- Foot Clan. It's the hands no, and feet. No, no, the hands and feet. So I, I go, oh, Wonder Woman's next. So I started reading it. And boy, not much to it. Those The Stan Lee stuff, they had, you know, he might have had some ideas, but by the end, I'm like, well, just imagine right, right, right there with it. the
1: just imagine because you have the Batman. Oh, he's a wrestler. OK, that makes sense. And Stan, like Maria Mendoza, what's well, she doing? She works at a newspaper. OK, this is all working out for Stanley.
0: Yeah. And the the greatest part of it is that the newspapers, like the last three things yeah. of it. She was just in a village where things were going wrong. And then she ends up, uh, you know, working for a newspaper. One of the fun things, though, is the Superman deal. As a little thing as I went through. You end up where you have this alien He comes down and he needs to come up with A secret identity name and he Looks at a truck he's gonna kaiser so Say the shit uh, he looks at it? He looks at a truck that basically Says Peter Kent and, Or P- uh, Peter Clark Uh Clark and then he looks at A street sign that says Kent Parker And picks the <laughs> kind of a funny <laughs> Deal it actually made me giggle but Those things are okay but we did talk about Those Just imagine. on the deal and We had some fun with it. It, It's neat to see some different versions of things and whatnot. It's just neat. (laughs) I think it's neat, but that the issue itself needed some more space and time with that. But again, you can go and listen to that. It's a Patreon only show that's picked by the badasses of Get Fresh Crew. And you just go over to the Weird Science, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science. But here we are for our clowning around, clowning (laughs) around, doing the monkey business here. And what are we going to start with? Punchline, the Gotham game number three,
1: written by Tini Howard and Blake Howard, with art by Max Rayner, Luis Guerrero, and Becca Carey. And in this issue of Punchline, we're picking up where we left off in the previous issue of Catwoman, where Catwoman and her assorted gang of misfits, including, you know, the Alley Town freaking, like, the strays. Batman, you had that freaking League of Assassins guy who's now dead that I can't think of the names and try to talk about. Valmont. It Valmont, thank you. Yep. But- they kicked the crap out of punchline and the royal Val flesh Monter. gang. Sexy-ass dead Valmont. Yeah, kick
0: the ass of them.
1: Yeah, but but now the punchline, she's on the retreat with the royal flesh gang, and it seems like the first thing you did, you got to get King's face all like you know, all cleaned up, all healed up. But for some reason, they decided let's get Professor Pagan here to do it. And he just ends up. I want the scene where Professor Pagan's done his. His stitching of King's face here And King asks for the mirror like we had in Batman 89 as the Joker, like, mirror Mirror, like, you look Look at the surprise I have, H- how do you expect Me to do my best work here, but the thing is King knows better because Professor Pig's goddamn insane, and Professor Pig
0: Thinks he did his best goddamn work here Yeah, yeah, he, he does think that He did great, now, there Perfect. is a little bit Of a play at the beginning, I did it all Perfectly, you have a lot of uh, Genevieve Valentine's run being aped in this in the Catwoman, i mean originally and they had the valentine's you know carvery i don't know if that was a little shout out it was a little odd when i saw that but when you go into this i don't know it, it's one of those things where first off queen doesn't seem that concerned anyway and they, they seem to be like two two lovers eric and Ooh, she's uh, King's kind just of the face now well he is and it's weird face. but <laughs> yeah really uh the, the big play that i have here though is kind of a and again, I said, there's no vendetta, but it's a teeny Howard thing. And I think we're starting to see it. We're already seeing it in Catwoman. And even then, these books are starting to jumble in my mind. I even t- talk about that Genevieve Valentine deal that I thought, oh, we we'll get this. But in this, she doesn't do well with, you know, setting up a story and, and getting a story that has, to me, a strong foundation. So when you get into these issues, a lot of times it just feels like random scenes it ends up feeling like almost like, okay, what's the, the play of the day, the play of the month or whatever? Because when you get into this, like you said, it just came out of that Catwoman book. But it doesn't quite feel like that had any weight to anything, even with Town in a wreck and everybody's gone. Nobody knows in this book even what they're doing, what the plan is, because I don't think Punchline actually has one. And it's one of those things that as the issues go, it's it's like she loses the story. The more story she tells, which is odd to me, and I don't know. This ends up. I'm not angry about this issue. I don't hate it, but it's just never is grabbing me. It, it, it well, doesn't do anything enough here
1: because I do think that it actually is evolving pretty well. The Catwoman stuff came to a head way too fast in my mind because now we have Catwoman behind bars for you know killing Valmont or freaking amygdala i don't know who who's blaming what on amygdala at this point in time for his death but we have the idea that we are moving on from our exo drug distribution that the punchline was doing with the royal flesh Gang. but with our moving on you know catwoman goes in her own direction so she's no longer a threat that her book can go somewhere else at this point in time punchline's going in another direction but thankfully that direction seems to be going back to the joker backup storyline with dealing with Harper Rowe and the Royal Well that's flesh what's guy weird about it and, and
0: when you're saying that it's true. You get it, but the EXO stuff never really even started my mind. No, I agree. It it came to a head way too fast. Yeah and that's that's the problem I have is when you do that and and the Catwoman book, you ended up starting out we really liked it and then at about the fourth issue in the middle of the everything changed. And then we were going off to Europe. And then we were coming back. The Harley Quinn two shot. Yeah and, and this really feels like I, I'm worried that it's getting to that point because I don't know, like if somebody said, oh, what's the book about? You know, you, know, you got the Royal Flesh Gang. They're kind of hanging. We had the Look, sexo, up, line, but that's pushed aside. You might be getting out of and needs to make a name for herself. The end. <laughs> well, and the weird part of it is, I think that where we lost a little bit of the narrative here was that she kind of did have a name for herself. This whole deal with the trial, trial of the century, I was told there sure was. And so when she ended up and that was the point where we were really dealing with social media and do they do people end up loving toxic people and are they going to elevate her even though she didn't need it? Are they going to use her as this? She's a victim and all the. And that kind of wasn't there. And now, all of a sudden, it seems like it might be coming back. But when you do come back to it, it feels again like, oh, well, what are we doing? What happened to the EXO deal? What's this? And even I'll I'll tell you the other thing that really gets me in this. And I know that there's books like it, but it's not really a likable character in this book. You really don't have anybody to kind of get behind. And, well, Bluebird shows up, but I don't expect her to even be there that long. I don't know how long they're gonna settle on that. I think she's actually just to get Cohen back in the book and kinda get that play because he was kind of involved with the, the old bluff. bluff. But yeah. even the bluff bluff said, the oh what is he, the Ten of Diamonds? Yeah, yeah. And he just shows up kinda like, Oh yeah. Like everything in this this issue to me ends up being almost like, Oh yeah, you're getting back to that? Oh yeah, I remember that. It never it doesn't feel like You know, it's progressing as much as it should. Like you said, it came to a head way too quick. And then you're, like, throwing other characters in. And I I was kind of, like, kind of feel like it's leaving me behind a little bit, though.
1: The thing is, it was a weird thing where I think they needed to tie in with Catwoman, which I appreciate because it broadens the story makes it a bigger thing in Gotham right now. Like, it actually means something outside of its own book because we're dealing with other characters, including Batman, who came in for a bit. But when you have the situation where the exo-drug that she wanted to distribute... Now that we've gone and blown up the Ace Chemicals plant that she was using to, like, you know, create this drug, you, you really do have to move on because now we've poisoned Allytown. It's a freaking catastrophe down there that's being blamed on Catwoman, which so will affect her in that book. Well, Punchline, she needs to come up with another plan. That, like, you know, I don't know if she's going to go with the XO plan. So it more, by the end of this, it feels like let's go back to revenge on Harper Rowe and also – she is constantly throughout this issue, losing it to the point where she has killed a guy and taken over his apartment. And now the guy's talked to him what it looks like in the voice of the Joker. She's going to solve this dead body up, get rid of it because she is just losing her mind. Is it the idea of a, a mental uh, dis- uh, instability that she had previously? Or is it because she's like concocting all of these gases and drugs that are finally I, effective? I not really don't love know. that
0: idea. I don't like the idea like, well, am I, you know, schizophrenic or am I just high as... I have been breathing a lot of toxic waste. Yeah, she's like, I have been making that XO. I might be high right now, but I might just be crazy. And, you know, well, either or. I find that Interesting. Yeah, I I didn't because I think that that's just gonna kind of move on, especially because it looks like she's cutting up the body and kind of getting rid of it. I don't know, we'll have to see.
1: But right now, she's putting herself out in the open, like she is so perturbed by what's happening to her right now. After this whole EXO fiasco and Catwoman, where she's just cuts up a body, puts it in a bunch of suitcases, drives to a bridge where Harper Row as Bluebird finds her. She's just out in the open dumping body parts, like she is very unstable and willing to go like above and beyond to like almost this like get the job done whether it's going to put her in danger once again
0: yeah i wish that you were getting more of this idea where she's like hey listen i already was on trial and they couldn't do it. we didn't really see the trial it really was nothing but i think it was the like idea, yeah, i could go and i could go downtown and kill somebody and they'll end up praising me and she's just so brazen but it just feels like she's just doing things and then you end up on the side you get, you know, Jack, who's doing his laser eye, and getting I, good I just don't it. know. I just don't know if this is interesting to me, especially without having really, you know, a, a forward progression of, okay, this is what this book is about after three issues. Yeah, it's about Punchline, but even... Gang, even the the uh, Royal Flush gang, they they don't really even know what they're doing. They keep asking. Well, at her, this well, point, what's I don't think on. Punchline
1: knows because everything was like pulled away from her at this point in time. So even by the end, we have Bluff show up, who is the one time b- boyfriend of Colin Rowe, you know Bluebird's brother. He got rid of it, but it seems like he still has a feeling like maybe I can change him attitude with old Bluff over there. But she like you know, since Punchline is running a bunch of the Royal Flush gang, even the lower members who just have little tattoos on them but aren't really you know card themed people like Bluff himself. We're going like we're back on track for all right. Plan A is done. I didn't have a plan B, but you know what I had before that? I had revenge and a hatred for Harper Rose. We're going to get on back on that trolley. So hey, Bluff, call your ex boyfriend, lure him down here. I'm going to go and use his ass to get back to Harper because right now that's all I have where my mind is dwindling.
0: Yeah, it just seemed weird, though, that the Harper-Rowe thing wasn't a thing until Harper-Rowe runs into her when she's throwing body parts over. And is it just like, oh, I got to get rid of her because she might report me? Or is it full out like, man, Vendetta. we're going to really get it? But it just it almost feels, again, I don't think Teenie Howard's very good at storytelling. This is why I ended up quitting the x-men books because of her excalibur book that just kind of meandered and this feels like it again where you're just going with well what else do we have in the tank well we have harper row and all right let's do something with that i kind of want a well, little it more feels like i actually they should have
1: been there the entire time though yeah too. well
0: they should have been it might have i think you would have been better served to start with that and saying listen i got off uh, in the trial and i mean i got off eric and the idea Crazy. where i'm gonna take you down like you can't touch me i'm gonna take and then get to the exo, the exo stuff again it almost was just you you look at it now and the the setup of it well we're gonna go into aiko hasagawa's you know factory that she's eventually gonna find us anyway we'll do this but that didn't work it blew up we'll blame it on catwoman it it was weird it was odd but when you get to this i just
1: it's fine the weirdest part about it because we are finally getting back to what we had in the joker backup you know i mean like the punchline backup in the joker book The weirdest part is that we have this new character, Ventura Fremont, who's a part of the DA's office, who wants to get to the bottom of this and find out, like, why Catwoman's being blamed for this, because she... She trusts the Catwoman is innocent for some reason and is going to be on some kind of vendetta herself, I guess, to take Punchline down. It is a spread page of this new character who's investigating something that she shouldn't be investigating. I have no idea why it's here and why it's presented in the way it is. I
0: think that most people, and maybe it was the play, I mean, you thought it was name, Montoya when you first see it. Oh, Commissioner Montoya is going to check it. No, it's this new girl. I love that she has this mask on because they're in this, you know, hazmat area. Yeah. But yet she's got her cup. <laughs> she's chemical got the, bu- company. the buttons down. She's like, hey, no chemicals going to hurt this. And like, hey, flashing the badge. I, I don't mind her. Actually, I'm a little intrigued, though, in the opposite side, this guy who's working this scene here in his head, he's just completely like the idea of playing up. Hey, get this. It's a toxic area. And this guy's very toxic. Get it? Because this guy is right away, he's a bit over the top with some things there, but... He's got
1: a lot of work to do. Now someone's just making him ask questions in a toxic environment, and she gets sick and might land on his
0: freaking desk. He doesn't need that shit. But again, also, it's like he's against Catwoman. We got a rap sheet for the cat that's longer than my arm. And again, they're not
1: wrong, because while we know that Catwoman is an anti-hero, here... To the majority of people in the legal services or anything along those lines, she is a bad thief <laughs>
0: yeah she she is, but she's now We're in jail. Longer so, than his I arm, mean Jim. I love that he's like, I'm investigating something well, she's already in jail like oh yeah, well, it's still longer than my arm got them little T-rex arms. She only has three crimes, right?
1: For the She's in jail for murder right now. We could always add to that for
0: what we find in this wreckage. In that, I think, again, going too far, she should be in for more than murder. I mean, she blew up a building. She's confessed, they say, to blowing up this building and causing an eco-disaster in Alleytown. So I think she might have a Poor little Allytown. more charges than that, but I guess the murder trumps all of that. But yeah, you end up, I like, to where this guy's like, yeah, you can look, but that mask you have on, it's only gonna last a couple hours. She's like, right, and then at the end, she takes it off minutes. uh, She takes it off anyway at the end, and I'm like, all right. she just takes it off. Oh, no, she's huffing.
1: That mask is good for about maybe five minutes, so after this question, she knows that, like, she takes it off because it's doing nothing.
0: Looks like a regular mask to me. I I don't know. This guy's got his hazmat, so I'm surprised he doesn't take off his hat. Uh, But you end up with all this going on, and It just felt like a bit of a jumble when you end up getting Bluff in. Even when Bluff Bluff comes in and his I had no idea who he was. No, I didn't either. And he comes (laughs) in. I forgot that his
1: name was Bluff. I forgot who this guy was because at this point in time, because we haven't been dealing with it in the punchline Gotham game book, I didn't think we were going to go back to any of the like the Joker backup stuff with the punchline story that we had previously. So when this this blonde haired dude shows up, starts beating up Jack, I'm like, even when he calls him Bluff, I'm like what kind of name is bluff Come yeah i know no.
0: yeah i thought that they like did you run out of cards i mean this <laughs> is the royal bluff. and even i like the idea where you know there's jack and they're like hey Navy," he's like hey call me jack hey one-eyed jack and they're kind of making fun of him and he's doing his deal he's shooting little targets, cool. right so he ends up though where he just like walks out of the room after what i did not understand right away what what ended up king's like here let me get this zip drive i thought that he was like oh no i am shutting down now <laughs> and he's like what? i'm like did that come out of his ear but he ends up like hey check out the stats he's talking to io which we don't really know much about but you end up where he walks Is out of io this or like one zero th- whatever he wa- <laughs> yeah jack walks out of this like What I would like to call the gym But it's just an open area He walks out It's a warehouse with some crates All of a sudden Bluff comes over And I I thought that I missed something Because he almost makes it feel like Jack has gone downtown somewhere Because hey You got a lot of nerve coming here I'm like He was was just working out in there With his eye Like what do you mean by that He's like Listen here But I like his over the top dialogue Save the laser light show I heard you're in there ready to crash And I'm like the hell are you talking about his memory's like oh my god i'm i'm he shooting can't keep it this up. thing yeah. and he's like oh how are you gonna power your little gadgets and then i didn't know what happened he ends up with the eyes on fire i didn't know exactly what he did or didn't do there it looks like it shut down somehow yeah. but bluff was involved I don't know. Does he have little gadgets himself? I think that he didn't he couldn't do it because he
1: burned it out because he used it too much. Yes, we had to let it cool off for a while.
0: It looks like he lit it up almost like a Superman, like he's getting m- mad and then it burns up and he's like, Oh no, it hurts, it hurts. And then you have them, you know, you have Bluff punch the wall and just going on, but this is the play that they're gonna get Cullen with him, you know, luring him. Downtown. It is funny, a bit I'm of progression here
1: because, like I said, I didn't remember Bluff because I wasn't thinking about the original punchline backup in the Joker series. So, didn't know we we're getting back to that, so I didn't expect it. But I was, I also had my mind on other things because when old Jack and the rest of the Royal Flesh getting the punchline hats right now, like her lieutenants, are just testing Jack's limitations with his laser eye, I, I didn't realize that, you know, King had his face all wrapped up after the Professor it. So, for some reason, when I originally looked at it, I was about to turn the page. I thought it was Master Shredder. For some reason, it looked like Shredder to me, and he just pulls something out, and all of a sudden, this became the Foot Clan from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie with well, kids there running go. around in a warehouse. They're
0: the running around the warehouse. They're all like, smoking it well, up. Shredder? Who's this blonde-haired guy? Oh, What's man, going look on? Look at this guy. I just, when, when the look on his face when he ended up pulling out that. that drive of The deal, it looks like he's like, I cannot compute now. It just was so odd, but yeah, there you go. Royal Flush Gang here. Uh, we don't get a lot of them around, so you have that. Yeah, yeah, bluff, and he's pissed off. He's yeah. I like to wear the big trash talk. This gang is my blood, and if there's one thing I know, it's when to place bets. I'm like that. That's not great trash talk. I mean, it should have been. You know what I know when to fold them. He should have Kenny Rogers this shit up there with this guy. But they, I know when to place bets.
1: All right, thanks a lot, there, buddy. He's got card themed stuff. He probably has gone through the run the gamut of all this other stuff as well. I just imagine you starting up your own gang, trying to trash out. Listen here, guy, I got a short <laughs> temper. <laughs> That's all
0: it would be. Listen here, That's I know. That's pretty low. I only know little about you, but hey, you know you better watch but, out.
1: Again, he doesn't have a lot to play with.
0: Poor okay, blah. here's here's what I'm playing with. He ends up where. Jack says, listen, I'm getting tired of your, and he stops him. No, you listen. Some of us have been in this gang far longer than you. I'm Flush Gang Royalty. This gang is my blood, and if there's one thing I know about, it's when someone's faking it. Right there. He's bluff. That would make more sense, and I'd be like, all right, you did it. I just read everything but changed two words, and well, it makes Well, a small wonder? Uh, he ends <laughs> I don't know. You end up where he says, I'm tired. He's going to say, I'm tired of your bullcrap. And the whole play of this trash talk goes on way too long. First off, and then he goes, I know when to place bets. That it doesn't does. M- doesn't make sense. He's like, when do you? Right before the game. <laughs> you got to get that's him before right. the kickoff. Right? I know when to rule. place bets. Yeah. You know, even if he said, I know who to bet on and who to fold. Something like that. I <laughs> don't I'm know. All I'm telling you, his name is Bluff. Just say he knows when people are faking. I know when people are trying to lie. I know whatever. But yeah, you have it, and I would go but with the But Then he look though. at him like,
1: "Ah, oh, you're just using another ner- word for your name bluff."
0: Exactly, but that's what yeah, you that's do. That's lame. part of the deal. Placing bets. He's like, "Listen," or he's like, "Listen, I don't know about. <laughs> I'm just gonna make up the about, I don't know about you, but I'd go with where the odds are. You they know, they do that. You know what I mean? You want him to get him a headlock? It's like I call this the Texas Hold'em. That's what he should do. That'd be good. <laughs> See, you're getting it's on with me. And he's good. like, hey, he punches out all of his teeth and goes, hey, 52 teeth pickup. <laughs> he's got a lot and of then, teeth. He's like, I don't have that many teeth. What am I, a shark? Oh, well, maybe you are a lone shark. Get out of here, asshole! There you go. We won, Eric. We just Hell did it. How many teeth <laughs> does a shark have? A shark? I think they have a million, a million teeth. Why would it end up being fifty-two?
1: Well, I guess it's crazy because uh, apparently these these monsters of the sea got over three as many. Yeah, as 3, I know. Well, teeth. there you
0: go. Yeah, that's why I said I hey, know I they have a something. ton. They have they have all different rows. There, who's row one
1: hundred per day? Man, you're growing so much on this podcast. It,
0: it is great. Listen, <laughs> you're just a cavity. And I, I'm going to start a sh I'm it's the a shark. shark. right? I'm <laughs> the sh- we got to keep moving. or we die. the You're right? the Chet. And there we go. We're, we're snapping our fingers and dance. And next thing on my switchblade is actually a comb. I'm combing my hair. You actually have a switchblade and knife me. You got me. I'm like, my You're hair! playing knifey combi. I'm like, how are you doing this? I brought a comb to a knife fight. Like, what am I doing? But then I go down. I'm like, thank God my hair's okay. Uh, but I wear a hat a lot. Of hair, <laughs> True. So it wouldn't be a little deal. I do actually, speaking of vain, I do actually like this look for Bluff. He, he's got, like, I don't know, that feathered collar, but also seems to have a uh, turtleneck. He's got a lot of things going on, this guy, right? I don't know. Maybe it's a, a mock. Turtleneck. Doesn't that go well with Bluff? A mock
1: turtleneck. The thing is, everybody I hates turtlenecks. Know. I'm hoping that we see it in all these I different media. I like turtlenecks. Effects. I love turtlenecks, and as soon as everybody started bagging them, it made me so sad because I they love them. They don't Wham. love
0: me, Eric, uh, because I have a problem because I get a little antsy with that turtleneck where it's, you know, I feel like it's choking me out a little. The thing is, I like going along life like that because that's my kink. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. you like day up hard on. Out. Oh my God! You're Batman. I'm the Choker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, you end up from that scene where you do and reintroduce Bluff, and again, I actually like you. So who the hell is this guy, Bluff? Holy moly! But then we we figured it, it out. I yeah, I actually thought that when he does get a hold of Colin, I thought Colin told him to hit the skids. But he did. Yeah, yeah, I but guess Colin.
1: He's like he's that guy. He's like. I can change him.
0: It, that might he's be not he's so like, bad. I thought I was out. He's pulling me back. God, he's got that great body. He sits there. he's like I love the the sexy talk about the bluffins and stuff when we're in the sack." And he's I such know hard. He's got a <laughs> he's got a turtle back. I mean, what what can <laughs> you do? Uh, but you end up then where punchline just decides to stop in the middle of the bridge and just throw body parts over, and really. I know that this get, the there is a lot of body parts, a lot of suitcases. I, you could Where'd have you just put, all put them suitcases? all in a garbage bag right over there. Well, again, you say that. That's what you call a suitcase. Well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> uh, and I call you a toilet face. I don't know why oh. that seemed to make sense to me. But, yeah, she's like, oh, my, I have to do laundry. Gross. Because she got the, the shit on her. And then that's when Bluebird shows up. And it's Harper Row. She shows up out of nowhere. But we like Harper, and I didn't think that she was. She didn't. She she didn't seem as you know utilized as I wished in that backup. But she was there, kind of played. She was a dummy throughout. But that's the thing is
1: in that like this, she's not a very capable member of the Bat Family. And I hope that she's able to progress a bit because even Duke Thomas was able to become something like you know the signal isn't mentioned all the time, but it seems like he's a capable member member with or without these light powers or darkness powers that he has to be you know, a useful member of
0: the Bethel. You say that. Bluebird, these are the sort of books that these kind of characters could show up. I wouldn't agree. mind having. But like
1: Bluebird, she's been around since the early days of the New 52 on this path to become this whole thing, and she's rarely ever utilized. And when she is... I actually kind of like seeing her get her ass kicked because it makes sense because she doesn't have the training that everybody else in the Bat family gets. I don't even know if she's considered part of the Bat family, but I like to
0: do it. Now, Batman at one point, he's like punched her in the face. Like after, yeah, and after Batman and Robin Eternal pretty much said, listen, you suck. Here's some money. Go to college. (laughs) You know, Avoid this path. She's on a domino mask. Avoid this path because you you don't need it. She's like Tim Drake in the Detective Comics. She took a right when she should have taken a left. She didn't go off to Ivy University. So you end up where there she is. She's got her stick. She looks very Nightwing esque here as you see her, Uh, but doesn't fight as good as Nightwing. It's not very capable, really. What she should do, her best superpower, and I don't know if everybody knows this, is the ability to get the phone and dial and get a real Bat family member here to actually take care of Punchline. Because Punchline is really big. No, it's her ability to make us all feel. <laughs> but yeah, her tech is the deal, and I think that that's something that a lot of these writers now, and even T.D. Howard here, I hope that they realize that because she really should be over yeah, the she, top tech. Well, that's base. the thing; is
1: she needs to be less Nightwing and more Oracle. Yeah,
0: yeah, she should be. You're exactly We're right. A clever a little, blend of both, even a little Tim Drake involved there. You know that whole deal with the computers and tech. I mean, that's what impressed Batman with her. She ended up having things in the sewers and working the stuff like that. And also really a thing that you're missing here. And it's weird. It's almost like they forgot about her character once she became Bluebird. Because then yeah. she just shows up and really her real superpower is to get her ass kicked because she shows up and really gets destroyed. It's been mine for a while. Uh, but her dad and Cullen, that whole combo, it was really good. We actually did like the character. A a lot at one point, but it kind of, she's more generic. You know what I mean? Yeah, she fizzled out once she actually stepped into a costume. And I think that that's the problem. I like her Well, that's because she stepped into a
1: costume and nobody wanted to do anything with her after that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, she could have been really good in the Batgirls book as just a side like instead of Barbara, that was her like, doing like the Wallace stuff. West
1: was a, was a big character to come out of the new 52 because he didn't exist before that. And eventually, you know, like, you know, as the new 52 progressed into the uh, rebirth and stuff like that, he became a, like a, uh, a mainstay of the, like the flash family and Titans and stuff along those lines. But the thing is Harper and like, you know, even Duke Thomas, like precede him. It seems like and they didn't get the bump that he got to become, you know, on the cover of things. Because even on this, like she's like the main foil of Punchline here, but on the the cover of this Punchline book, we get more of a Beetlejuice <laughs> Joker cover.
0: Yeah, you're not going to get much of a Bluebird on the cover. Uh, I like the idea, though, what you're saying is I wouldn't mind her teaming up with the signal. That, that would be a That'd really be great. cool little combo of like, hey, we got to do something. You know, nobody's really doing anything with us. Let's take it to the streets. And I and maybe I that that would have been one cool. day,
1: like, I don't know what we're going to do with Stargirl and Red Arrow after we get done with the Lost Children. But maybe she could go and hang out with Courtney and I, I, Emiko. I don't
0: know. Yeah, maybe. I think she's still wondering what happened to anarchy. Huh? She's, she's wondering. And she's like, oh my person. God. She gets word, oh, no, he died in another book and I wasn't around. You end up, though, with this where she gets her ass kicked again. I mean, this is what she does. She gets her ass kicked. But at least she's trying to stop things. Now, here's the funny play, too, because you end up having this fight where Alexis, what is what what was her training? I mean, she ended up going to college and like, you know who I think is cool? The Joker. Training done. I mean, her real training is let's just be crazy. Let's be over the top Man, crazy, I and I well, they might didn't kill Didn't have a somebody. Somebody.
1: McGaw course at her college.
0: Yeah, Really, that, the idea in my mind, she's just so crazy, she she might kill you. That's her trick. And Harper shows you her, her deal. Yeah, yeah, really. So you end up where she is grabbing, you know, suitcases of body parts and, and hitting <laughs> her, and you end up Harper's having problems. But really, it goes real bad for Harper. In fact. One of Punchline's things is to be lickety split fast. I do not know how she got in that car and turned it on and got the hell out of there that quick. I mean, it was real quick, but Harper's left there, you know, almost like having, you know, five heads in the duffel bag or whatever the movie was. Was it eight heads? Yeah. Yeah. She's there, and oh my God, body parts. I'm like, okay, well, why were you attacking her originally for? just littering suitcases. Well, I I, 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 just, mean, I thought you might have known something was going on. Like I'm this.
1: just waiting for the point where Harper is left here with a suitcase full of body parts, and like Swayed, Kyle got fingered for oh, everything that it went down. Been there. Great. Now it's Harper Rose arrested for murder as well, and Punchline just leaving a trail of superheroes in her wake.
0: I I love I love stories like that so much. Like, take hey, the cops come, and she's so embarrassed. Well, well, well. Look who it is. Batman told her not to get involved, so she doesn't want to reveal that she was. Fighting Punchline. I just kind of came there. Saying that defense again, huh? Harper Row. Next thing she's right there. Vigilantism was a gateway drug to murder. And I I don't know why, but I think you're Bullock there. Bullock (laughs) is showing up and he's going to collar her. Uh, But yeah, you end up punchline just zips off. She's in that car. It's kind of a funny car. Like, it's just somebody's rando car here. I guess that guy's thing is, car.
1: Now that she's gotten that freaking the, the dead guy talking her out of her system, it seems like immediately it's like, okay, we're going to take this fight to uh, Harper Row, But on my terms, hey, Bluff, call up your ex-boyfriend. Get him outside because I'm going to stab his ass or use him as a, like, bait the, like, lower punchline or Harper Row. out.
0: I almost want to tell you that I think the story is going to be based on the idea that there's punchline Right. She's young. I, I was going to call her hero for some reason, but a young, you know, I mean, influencer. Maybe she's online, whatever. And really what a lot of people will rail on. Oh, they're always bored. They don't know what to do. They have a attention span of nothing. Like that's all we're going to get because it is funny where punchline's all about the EXO deal. That blows up. Now she's talking to a dead guy. She goes to get rid of him, but runs into a Harper. Now it's all Harper. It's like whatever is in her vision is the next plan because she's, she's like, Screw it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think of. It's like, all right, here we go. And if it's like me, she's going to end up in an alley, pants half off, a freaking quarter somewhere and like, how the hell did I get here? And then you remember, you just say that because you don't want to admit it. You don't want to admit you remember how you got there. But it does feel like it's one of those things playing with an attention span deal that she'll just go with what's in her vision, what's in her sights. And it's like, wow, well, not like. I forgot all about that. You know, Bluebird, let's go after her now and knows more about it so you get the Cullen deal. The, the awesome like, we don't
1: have a place to make it anymore. All our people got their asses whooped. We can't really do that right now. But
0: again, we never set it up is the problem. If you're going to set up a story, at least set it up to the point where Okay what's happening now in the streets How many people are now OD? Not even ODing all these withdrawals Erica I'm really worried about the youth Of Gotham but it ended up like It was the big thing and then it's just done And wiped out I I just like like that it's just wiped out And then the whole thing is just You know we have that other character That other character has to come in then and say, I'm going to be looking into this Distraction I'm like, them? really? Yeah. 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 I thought it was a highway by, by American, by America, <laughs> that song. Uh, uh, but you end up where, yeah, Cullen kind of gets lured in and there you go. I like that that phone's there and we have to see that. Oh my God. It wasn't him typing or it was like, I don't know why you have to see that, but there is punchline ready to slice and dice. And I will tell you, it's funny because a lot of times. You end up like we had in the uh Dark Crisis finale, the number seven, where all of a sudden the rock shows up as Black Adam, right? There's yeah. that well really one panel with so much. I'm starting to see that they're making Alexa K. she looks more like Margot Robbie than Harley does in the regular deal. Because at the end I swear to God it looks just like her. Like she could play her as well. Uh but yeah, like I said, I never really like Teeny Howard i'm not at the point in this book that i'm angry about it i just i kind of want to settle down get a story going see some character development not just this scene to scene to scene just flying by and everything that you just went and thought was important just gets thrown to the wayside to get to like a bluebird and things like that and i'm worried that we're getting the same progression that that we had in Catwoman. Yeah, I, I, well, it's back on track. We're three issues in, and now we're just going to a backup that wasn't hers. So I don't know if that's back on track, because even when we started her cat, well, she was doing more is. of Genevieve Valentine and then just left it, just left it behind. So I don't know how long we're going to do this, what it's going to be, but it just felt like I was done with that stuff. I wanted something new to progress the character, not go two issues and then double back U-turn to what we had in the backup before before the trial. So it, to me it feels and maybe like They need to do that if you put Catwoman in the direction she needed to go Yeah but again It's a weird play to get Catwoman Like you could tell your story Different ways you don't need like There's other ways to get Catwoman arrested There's other ways to go I just see Teeny Howard and, and the You know the history I have with her She always ends up doing and this And usually well. doesn't go anywhere Yeah her husband's doing this in the story I don't know how much he does but it just feels like the same thing that we get with all of her stories. She is okay. Her dialogue's okay. It's just the story, they rarely go places and then just stop and go another way. And I, like I said, this is like four books that I've read with her that they, she does the same thing. Hopefully it's not in this one, but it kind of seems like it might be. But again, I don't hate this issue. I just kind of want to get more of a progression, more character work of punchline. And I didn't see it here. I just saw her going from scene to scene, reacting to each scene in some way, like, with a lack of attention. But what would you give it?
1: Uh, the thing is, I like the art in this a lot. I like that we're back on track with where we left off in the ba- the backup of the Joker series with Punchline's character. Because her getting out and just starting the EXO and like, the Royal Flush gang stuff was always there. So that continued on. But going on after this and not seeing anything with, like, Harper Rowe Bluebird it felt weird because... It seemed like they had a vendetta, like, you know, arch rivals at that point in time. Not to have her there to jump into a Catwoman war felt weird. I was that there for it because I thought it enhanced the story and made Gotham more of a war zone. Like, you know, Punchline is a more of a threat because she's in all these other stories with all these other characters. But now that we're back on track, I'm looking forward to this because it also shows me that I don't know, as much planning as Alexis K thinks she's doing, It thinks like she's becoming more and more dismantled at this point in time and can't even be counted on to trust herself with how her mind's working. I'm giving this a 6.8 out of 10. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I'm giving it a 6, just a flat 6. And, and my score just kind of keeps going down a bit. I think I might have given the last issue a 6 as well. So it's The not... problem
1: with the series is, it says on the intro nets that I'm looking up now that it's only 6 issues.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was actually trying to find it as well. And yeah, that, that's a problem. I that's mean, a like a uh, six-issue mini, you should tell one solid story. I mean, you get in, have a beginning, middle, end, and now in the middle, we're changing it up
1: and having a tie-in with Catwoman. That's Woman. the
0: thing. That's the thing. The idea of yeah, the idea of the Harper stuff. I don't mind it, but I kind of wish that would have been like the first issue and a half. Get out of that. The progression seems smooth, and then get on to something else of what she's doing, make her bigger, or whatever. But it just feels kind of like. Okay, we're going back to that. It just feels weird. Now that we're talking about it. six issue, it really feels odd. But it's we're getting this a lot lately. We kind of had that whole play in the beginning of her Catwoman run, but we also had it in the Poison Ivy story. Like, people don't seem to be able to get in, the in swamp and thing. out. Yeah, they can't get in and out in the, the time that they're given, but we'll see. Maybe she can pull it together. Maybe this will be. And by the end, I'm like, oh, I'm glad we went back to Harper and Cullen. And we got that resolved and maybe we get something out of that. But it's all going to go with sales. And I, I don't I don't hear people, you know, dissing the book, but I don't hear a lot of people praising it either. It seems like something that's kind of getting lost in the cracks. What but would you say that I'm doing? You are you're pretty positive on it. You're all more right. positive than Listen me. I'm a little me. lower than you. I'm not the purveyor of positivity on me. Friday. Yeah, I'm. it's it's OK. It's, it's I not read. bad. I've read a lot of <laughs> worse books. At this
1: point in time in DC's library, I would take a book that's not bad. And
0: and here's what we've heard, and I've heard this from multiple sources. What you end up having with Teeny Howard, she's very very nice. She doesn't cause problems, and she's on time.
1: The antithesis of Jim Winter.
0: That is, <laughs> yeah, really everything. But that's something where you know editorial is going to love that. She's not any bit of a hassle. She does seem again. In that she's coming in from a lot of Marvel stuff or whatnot, she's coming in and pulling Harper Row in. She did a little bit of homework. There's not much to read with punchline, but yeah, she she knows what's going on. Like I said, the dialogue it's not bad. It's just the story just doesn't have the spark that I wish it had. But we'll move on to the next book. And the next book it's an anniversary, Eric. It is epic epic Happy anniversary showdown Jim. it said i looked at thank you i i looked at it is this is 25 the wood anniversary i it, don't know you'll find out or is that just in your past <laughs> oh my we're clowning around here you end up where <laughs> all of that going on you know what's the best is when i hit that after saying what it really reminds me that we have a morning zoo going on <laughs> it really feels that's morning ass. and that's all i ever wanted <laughs> that's all i ever wanted but you end up where even DC has in the solicit This epic Number 25, oh my god And Stephanie Phillips' time on Harley Is coming to an end And we were down with the book until We were actually liking it A lot And then it kind of, you know, fizzled But so we ultimately learned to love Kevin Yeah, Kevin we like And that's the thing at one, point, at one point we thought, oh no Because when she went into space Kevin wasn't there But when we got back to this who killed Harley, it looked like it was going to be really a Kevin story. That Hopefully. Harley, yeah, that was on the side, but it was Kevin bringing her back. He's kind of got left behind again. He's here, but he's not doing Kevin stuff. He's not it being utilized as much as he should. Stuff. Kevin just wants to be Kevin. I really wish that Kevin was like Styles and had crazy shirts. each, You know, each Were issue. Little, yeah, like stuff like that. Would, I think that would have fit My Kevin shirt, Kevin. pretty well. Yeah. Actually, I wish Kevin every issue. We would also see he's doing something that is kind of popular in the headlines because he does. He's a follower, so all of a sudden, like, but he's always kind of wrong with it. Like last issue, like last issue, he's doing dabs, and then (laughs) this one, he's ice bucket challenge. It'd be hilarious. (laughs) Dabbing. (laughs) This is this is why
1: DC's not calling for writers. Can
0: you imagine the idea where Kevin does something and then dabs? That's all I want, honestly. Oh, that'd be so great. See, there you go. Come on, Stephanie. I know she hates our guts, still. Here we go. Harley Quinn number twenty five. Written by Stephanie mm-hmm. Phillips, art uh, by Mateo Lowly, David Baldion, Brain Barreto, and D Ron or Darren Bennett. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go multiverse here, Eric, as if we didn't have Lock. enough of that lately. And I was,
1: I was thinking about this when I was, after I got done reading this issue, the idea that we saw, like, you know, we were revealed that the person who killed Harley Quinn was the Harley Quinn who laughs. And I got upset because the idea, whenever you think of that, you can't help but think of the dark multiverse. But since we live in a world of infinite Earths at this point in time, we saw Earth 11 Batwoman become, you know, the Batwoman who laughs. That wasn't dark multiverse. So it doesn't have to be dark multiverse related. We can have any Earth where Harley Quinn becomes, you know, fucking a centibite for whatever reason, become the Harley Quinn and laughs. And for whatever reason, she wants to kill the rest of the Harleys. Like it's uh, what was that Jet Li movie? It was called the one where he's going around and killing all the other it was versions the one. of himself.
0: And the funny play is what this is when I, and I have it in my notes, this is Jet Li's the one meets Rick and Morty. That's yeah. all I thought of the whole but entire time.
1: The problem with it is like, I don't ever want to see another person who laughs again because I hate the aesthetic and it took over DC comics for so long with the dark metal and stuff like our death metal. I don't want to see it anymore because it's just overplayed, overused, and I'm sick of it. But when you have this here, the interesting part of the book was the idea that Harley Quinn died, was put into a Lazarus pit, and looked like she came back wrong. I wanna deal with that because that's what the, where the story seemed to go. All of that story bits seem to have been dropped completely to deal with old Lady Harley and the Harley Quinn who laughs and I have no idea why.
0: Yeah, which to me old Lady Harley most no of her timeline, time. but it's and it doesn't really look exactly like her, but that's a cool back. Yeah. we ended up it was frank Thierry's story we ended up reading it we liked it enough but when you're going through this they really want to distance themselves from the the harley by not saying anything about like harley who laughs things like that so they go hot with the oh look at you goth hey even the idea of hey it's 2005 yeah called i'm like no 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 two years ago called because that's all you could get here even when she comes out i wouldn't mind it if we had The grim clown, like, really go for it if you're going to go for it. I was going to say,
1: hey, look, it's Hot Topics, uh, Harley, but I'm like, no, Harley Quinn's already kind of shopping a Hot Topic, it looks like.
0: Where I think that you're right in the idea of where they missed the boat, where Stephanie Phillips missed the boat, was the idea that a lot of people fighting online, Harley is a big character, that they'll say she should be a villain. You ended up where oh this sucks, and there are real big Harley fans that I end up even not even a villain. But YouTube. people don't
1: want her on the Bat Family. It seems like well, they, they don't want Justice that. League.
0: They don't. They want her to be you know this you know, by herself. She doesn't need to be with the Joker, but by herself, kind of doing Harley stuff. And they think that it's gone wrong. And a lot of people legitimately blame uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor for changing some things up, even though that's what we're going with from here yeah. on out. And Jimmy Palmiotti, I'm telling you, I end up following. And that some was people its own thing. It's on, weird. Yeah, I end up following some people on YouTube, and they end up posting stuff, and it's always railing about Jimmy Palmiotti and what he tweeted, and all. They get really upset about it. But the idea where she goes in that Lazarus pit, and you could play with that idea. Oh my God, when she comes back, is she coming back wrong, or is she actually now right because of what? Pe- and you could have played all these things going on, where obviously Kevin who loves Harley. Kevin's the
1: freaking heart of this story. Like, bring him in and make this about them and friendship and all that great shit that we love to read about in DC comics. Not the fucking Harley Quinn who laughs and now old lady Harley, which is You're fine. You're basically still.
0: just throwing nonsense in here to try to tell jokes and things you like that. potential when you, away for this. You have the heart of the book, Kevin, who, I mean, seriously, when Harley starts talking, you can see that Stephanie Phillips is trying to get the feels and trying to show that she knows Harley. One of the things about it though you almost go to the buffy you know I was in heaven and I didn't really oh want to come it back still was. I was okay and that could but the idea of don't tell kevin though because he brought, that was really good The that idea the that the she Buffy. says don't tell Kevin Because he, he was a hero He brought me back and he really loves me Ever but since
1: I, I came back I feel like I'm Missing something inside yeah, and I can't tell Kevin Buffy. Because the guilt would, exactly you, It's not heaven but it's essentially the same thing When they brought Buffy Summers back and Buffy the exactly. Vampire Slayer Exactly
0: and you could play with this, now Are they going to play with this? I doubt it but You know she might actually say I don't even have a soul Now I, I'm ending up all this stuff Whatever a but yeah but the big play to me would have been Harley comes back, go with the classic Lazarus pit where you're crazed, you go around and Kevin kind of loses her and doesn't know where and is so upset that I wanted to bring Harley back, but should I have I mean play with this whole deal and then eventually even have that sit down like I was in a different place, Kevin, and thank you for bringing me back, but maybe you shouldn't have, and Kevin would just say, But I love you. I I don't want you to be dead and then they could have you know, you would add some feels. And in this, like I said, you get some feels, but again, it's just, it's too much jokiness of, hey, we're going to go and I'm, you have the Harley who laughs, who's killing all the Harleys, but you don't even have the fun of seeing all of them. I would have liked to have seen if you're going to go. Yeah, but they just show up then.
1: There's a mermaid, the Harley. I keep wanting to say Barbie for some reason. I don't know why.
0: It's the Council of Ricks by the end. I mean, they all show up and do that. But even then you have repeat lines because... All the Harleys are the same, so you're gonna have the one Harley, the Harley, you know, old lady Harley saying, "Hey, is there a mermaid?" And then you have her say, "Oh, is there a mermaid?" Okay, we get it, but it's just a weird play, <laughs> and the idea there is, and you end up seeing it. So That's which kind is of a funny fun because deal. the thing is.
1: It has nothing to do with the story. It probably has no inspiration in this at all, but the idea really did remind me for the idea. He's sort a mermaid Harley. Like, they're so fixated on this throughout the multiverse, all the different Harleys, but it does remind me of the one character from the movie Cabin in the Woods. The whole idea of that movie is the people who come to the cabin, they unleash whatever horror they have because it could be any different things. And the people in the control room they place bets on who it's going to be. And the guy always picks a merman because he just wants to see a goddamn merman and he never gets to see it. And that's what it reminded me of here. He got killed by the merman
0: by the end. And Maybe maybe we will have, you know, some things going forward But I'd like to know what the mermaid Harley actually always wonders what there is Like, you know, what does the mermaid say when Oh, what Harley were you wondering about? Oh, I was wondering, is there Are there there Harleys with feet? Yeah, you have the pirate Harley You see some of these, but they really don't really play out that well Uh, And one looks like a big Tony Harley, which is kind of funny And then a Harley Mike You know, right? Harley might. Is it the
1: Harley might, or is this the Chibi
0: Harley? (laughs) It might be. It looks like the Chibi, but yeah. And then you have classic. Yeah, it it didn't. It didn't wow me. That's a page that I wish that you had. You know, in the middle, have a spread page of all these. Even if you had them all come and they're like, ah, we're out of here and leave. But the real play of this is, is that every time they try to take down the Harley, who laughs. She uses her little gizmo gadget to hit into the multiverse and get away from it. Yeah, so they end up going, and I thought they were going to grab a hold of it and then start going through the multiverses. That's what we're going to do. But instead, out of nowhere, we have Killer Frost show up to freeze her, but then end up wondering why they're... It was a weird play. It was okay. I wish again where Stephanie Phillips has something here that I don't think she utilizes the idea that Killer Frost was always a villain, and then they made her into a hero, and it's the path that Harley wants to take and kind of did, and they never really get into that, and I think that when is, you have those I, two together
1: I was okay with it just because I know they are both on John Kent's Justice League and it's the only connection that they need right now because I expected Mr. Freeze to show up
0: Yeah, I just wanted to have, you know, some and also, I mean, you're missing out on a lot of Batman and Robin puns with the, the Mr. Freeze Arnold uh, but you end up where this whole play of, man, Harley, you were this and that. Like, it's it's Killer Frost saying, and it just kind of felt weird. But overall, they froze the Harley who laughs. But they kind of take a little too long, but eventually they end up being able to take some things down and press the button to get yeah, the you, you multiverse get... portals to go.
1: Well, that's the thing, is you have the, the Harley. Oh, Harley Quinn and old lady Harley are teamed up against the Harley Quinn who laughs, and we have to stop her and get her multiversal, like, you know, gauntlet that she's wearing that allows her to go world to world to kill all the harleys off we need to get that away from her and stop her it doesn't work so we get killer frost which is fun to see her here she's not much for her to do except for use some freeze powers and like i said i like seeing that connection with the justice league that we had during the dark crisis that's a little fun but it's, it's only there if you read dark crisis otherwise it's just hey there's a frost lady that's it no real connection unless you read dark crisis and even that it's a very small connection but ultimately They end up just trying to, like, Harley just goes and breaks the Vortex manipulator because, you know, to make sure that the Harley Quinn who laughs can't get it. And that opens up a shit ton of portals where all our other Harleys do come out of that. So I'm just sitting there, though. Yes, we have a lot of portals open to all of these different multiversal worlds where all of these Harleys are coming out. But how do we get the Harley Quinn who laughs and the old lady Harley home?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the old lady Harley, is she going to be able to get... Oh. <laughs> Luke, Luke, Fox is going to fix it. Yeah. And I, I think that they were also, uh, on the Suicide Squad together in the, if I remember right, they were the part of the team, the Justice League versus the Suicide Squad. Remember when we had that? That makes sense. Yeah. That's what she had that switch. Stuff with Killer Frost at the deal. Yeah. So I think that that was a part two. So the, they do have a background, which is fine. But when they show up, it just, it it felt weird like Killer Frost going on about like, oh, you you're bad and you're this or whatnot. I'm like, I don't know. It just didn't seem spot on and I think that you could have utilized that a little more. But again, Kevin is barely Kevin is there to say don't tell Kevin. I yeah. wanted more of Kevin as well. Like at this point, Dario in the Catwoman book, who we always play off as kind of like a Kevin, he's upped his game. What what are you doing, Kevin? It was just walking around. I want him to actually be dressed up like Harley. Because, again, he goes full out Joker when they just all out Harley. You know, he's like, you know. Do you think
1: that Harley will be more infatuated or wondering about the Mermaid Harley? Because she did ask about it. Or is it the Batwoman Harley? that we Or not Batwoman, but like the... So, like uh, the woman Bat-Harley, the freaking half-bat harley The, half the woman Bat-Harley bat harley,
0: just freaks me out. Because right, right there, it, it, she it, always
1: wanted to be a part of the Bat-family, and the idea that you actually have a Harley who is a bat.
0: I'm surprised they don't even have, like, a Poison Ivy Harvey... Uh, Harvey, I'm thinking of Harvey Quinn when I was t- That's why I wanted well, okay, to end up being like... Well, that's okay, because even the
1: idea of Jet Li's the one, I was thinking, like, isn't this something that Harley Sid was doing because she didn't like the gang of Harleys as yeah, well? Yeah, it
0: was. Yeah, that's exactly what was going on. She wanted to take them all down because she thought they were nonsense, so... I, it would have been funny if Harley Sin was here even, but we'll have to see how it plays out. But yeah, at the end, I Fake it just, again, it just ends up being another part of a, a story where I'm like, we could have done a lot more with this. Oh, I, I see what you're of. doing and it's not terrible. We've you had took worse feels issues to have of Harley. Yeah, yeah. And you had this gag, but the gag never, you didn't go full out in the gag either. It's one of those things where Stephanie Phillips really feels like lately. It's like we have a gag. You want to use it, but you don't go full out. Even when they go into space, you, you kind of end up meandering a bit, and then you center on something, but it never really is funny. There is a fun. bit
1: in this where Old Lady Harley and Harley Quinn talk about the idea with a multiverse full of Harleys. There must be one out there that never met the Joker. I'm like, will they come across this and find out? You know, maybe it, like you know, the Joker didn't ruin them the way they think they did because the Harley it's Quinn the never met maybe didn't do as well as they have in life
0: because they I'll they end up it talking about. And they end up talking about a lot of these multiversal Harleys Ended up staying with the Joker So is there one that never met the Joker? And that it really would be funny if it's just this lady And, you know, she's dressed up in her psychology deal And, yeah, what are you talking about, Joker? I'm just a psychologist It might end up just being that Which would be okay Maybe Harley find a little bit that of ha- talk sh-
1: She has a predisposition to these kind of over the top personalities, where she's always despicable. You have a like, maybe there's a universe where the Joker's not there, and you have like a Harley Quinn, like Mister Freeze version or something, something along the lines where she just lashed like on said, the subtext because that's what she is. have.
0: A Poison Ivy, you know, Harley yeah. amalgam type deal that you would have at that, but it, it like, was not clear. their
1: fault. They're always going to be predisposed to have this for whatever reason.
0: And now. Just to point it out, one of the things, though, that I'm thinking now, because they are really saying multiverse and there is infinite Earth, so you can play that game. Kind of wish that we saw some legit, oh my God, that must be the, like, what would be cool is what would the Batman 66 Harley look like? That's a cool thing. That would be a neat play. And in the end, you're just like, oh, there you go. Yeah, you have a pirate Harley that could be from that right. pirate planet. Sure I want the, the Wolfman. Where's the Wolfman Harley? Because we could have that. The, I, the maybe man. I I would want some of that. Maybe I want more of you know. Play this out and let me see a clever take on a lot of these multiverse deals. Because then you could even go Earth Eleven, is what well, I'm talking. Do th- who, who do think you think about is Harvey? Harvey Quinn. Yeah.
1: Who do you think the main wasn't in the center? Who just looks like Harley Quinn? Like, what do you think her deal is? I see her. She has the pal. She uh, just well, looks
0: like Harley. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> Well, again, I think there's the animated series ones there. Have the animated series there. Uh, that is the new Fifty Two side continuity. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if it goes because the pow- Powder Puff deal looks straight up, and I forget her name, but looks straight up from the Gang of Harleys. That's on her side there. Uh, looks like one of those, but I don't think that would be the case. And yeah, you, know, you just have some weird places. I like so that I'll little Harley. See. Yeah, I do too. I like the little girl Harley there with the little Joker doll. That oh, makes yeah, makes me laugh. Actually, it really looks like it's playing off even that last night. She's got the glasses too. Yeah, she's got that. Yeah, really, I didn't even see the glasses. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I like her. She's pretty cool. And he, again, I I like the idea of the bat, and actually looks like you know a man bat. Yeah. version of well, that
1: that's saying,
0: it's like not a, man, it's a man bat yeah man <laughs> Bat. there you go and then you have a demon version yeah. there it looks like a little firestorm it's a, right? a little firestorm yeah so we'll see we'll see how it goes uh what would you give it
1: because i look forward to where this is going because it can be a lot of fun i just think they missed the boat on telling a bigger more profound story dealing with holly quinn that they had set up with the lazarus pit and the idea of her coming back wrong and kevin to have this gimmick situation. The gimmick's not fun. The last page is fun just because of the possibilities of having you know, like the wackiness of the next issue. But overall, having old lady Harley here, it's a fun callback. Harley Quinn who laughs and very disappointing as our main antagonist because it's just nonsense that I don't want to think about in DC Comics anymore. And really this issue doesn't do much with the progression. Like, hey, you're here. Hey, there's this person over here. We better come up with a plan to take it. Hey, there's Killer Frost. That's kind of cool but still doesn't do much because it doesn't. ultimately it doesn't even do much when she does. So we just have the thing like the portals open up at the end that's the high point of this issue. The art's great throughout though. I like this whole thing. I look forward to the next issue. I just wish the storyline could have been better than it was. I'm gonna give it a five point eight out of ten.
0: Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go with six again. it's just that. And and the weird play is like now I was looking, I'm I'm wondering who that main one is, that Sarah yeah. one. I'm like, it's not the bombshells one, which I kinda of wish we saw her as well. But That'd are we cool. gonna get the are we gonna get the lame where they're gonna point at each other next issue and like you know, do the Spider Man nonsense like you know, No the, the well, yeah, Actually, if you're going to do it, just do it but, I'm
1: surprised you didn't have it with Old Lady Harley
0: Yeah, the the play that, and I'll give credit For the Old Lady Harley because it's a nice Callback, but you don't need to have read Old Lady Harley, no, you, you might end up getting Caught up in that deal, you're going to throw A lot of people off, but if you have Read Old Lady Harley, you almost like Want a little bit more, a little bit talk Of that, but you don't need it, it's there But the big play here is Again, it's it's that weird Pull back and forth that a lot of these books End up having where Stephanie Phillips seems to be caught between and we said at the beginning, remember, the whole play was me and you were debating which Harley was even in this book. And I'm not right. saying continuity wise. I'm saying, is it the jokey Harley or is it the the Harley that wants to be a hero is the one who wishes people gave her more credit for the psychology stuff. And it never really centered. It, it kind of went all around and never really felt like she could figure that out. But then in this, we're starting to keep going with. There's feels to be had, but you get those, but not enough because she wants to tell a joke that doesn't hit to get back to this. And you got to decide what this book is. And I, I think in 25 issues, she still hasn't decided that. She still hasn't figured out this formula. Kevin, well, at least showing we decided this long Good art, yeah, yeah. The art's good. It's not Riley Rossimo anymore. anymore. <laughs> I mean, seriously. At I least will tell I can you. tell what's going on here. I will
1: tell you. I, for, I I wasn't really thinking about the idea of the the Harley Quinn who last when I jumped in this book. I knew she was in this, and that was a big antagonist of it. But when we started out, it was out of my mind because holy shit, it's old Lady Harley. She's at a freaking intergalactic poker game, it looks like. Everybody's about to turn their guns over when a portal opens. And when we see the portal open, we see these spiked boots come out, and I thought at first that it was going to be Lobo, and I got excited because I saw the spiked boots. That they like, funny. You know, almost like spiked heels to a degree, but I thought the way they looked initially, I was like, Ooh, it's Lobo. Then I turned the page, and it's the Harley Quinn who laughs, and I'm like,
0: uh, <laughs> man, it's just chains <laughs> and for shit for some reason no, I, I
1: want old lady Harley and Robo to team up and have adventures
0: I I'd even like you almost waited for whatever like I don't have a joke here but the joke would be like oh you're the the Harley Quinn that laughs but but I always laugh I, I, there could have been something there but instead they're like hey 2005 call I'm like really like you're not even playing what you're doing here it was, uh. but yeah the, at the, end, the I think that was called yeah, exactly. That'd be pretty funny. Violent J's there. What happened if all of a sudden now seriously, Kevin showing up where he's like, "Hey, I'm in here," and he has Juggalo face. He would fit right in. I mean, he'd look like your ass back in the day, you fat ass back in yes. too- oh. <laughs> He would fit though, right? Even with that in nineteen ninety nine. That Joker tattoo, all that. Oh my god, he'd be the hit. Comes out just drinking Faygo. <laughs> that would have been great. K. Oh, that that would that would have been great. Why couldn't they have done that? Eh, it's shame, I'm going to get canceled. Uh, but, yeah, that's that. Sitting there drinking his Shago. Yeah, see, there you go. And it's your name. They're going to give you that deal. <laughs> it's the Shago it is. Oh, that'd be funny. That would have been good. He would be like a, a good juggler.
1: I've seen guys. i see seen jugglers who looked like him back in the and day. And I'm telling
0: you, have him and have him like dressed up. And you're like, well, but one of the Harleys come out like that, too. And he's like, oh, man, you know, we're solid. And then they make them dance and stuff and throw shit at him. I don't know what goes on with these jugglers. <laughs> so there. i sitting here like, what, what are you talking that, that about? Was, that wasn't my scene. Uh, but, yeah, it's a shame. It always ends up he could have done something. Were you, you hanging out at the Lilith Fair, Fair at that point? Yeah, I was at the Lilith Fair at one point, right to the men's room. Not a line to be seen <laughs> there. It's like, oh, man, these lines. Are- oh, wait, the men's room. That's clear. All right. I better hurry up. Sarah McLaughlin is going to be on soon. I'm going to cry want to think of my dog and cry so i ended up having to go i'm like oh natalie merchant all right Yay. honestly you say though, that like, i got that, that show was stacked too though was yeah it? It was pretty good we went it was at hershey we ended up seeing yeah. it and it was raining it was raining pretty bad that was all the tears of all the crowd jim it was it was because of sarah mclaughlin i mean she yeah. says i will remember i'm like oh no A pepper pepper, been, made my dead. <laughs> <rain>. pepper <laughs> been dead my eyes rain dead by <laughs> Ten-year. Pepper, what's going on? I will remember you. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but that's that. That is it for the TGIF. the thank God it's Friday. Going a little bit of the around. clowning around. Going eight and clowning around. This week, we still have a bunch of books. We have a couple endings, a couple beginnings, I would like to say. They're not really, but we have Action Comics, number Use 1050. That's kind of a beginning. That is an ending. Heading fresh towards start. the fresh start of Action Comics and the Superman family, we have Blue Beetle graduation day number Ooh two. We I end up win. having the end of DC versus Vampires, DC versus Vampires number twelve. Better knock my socks off. The initial reviews from what usually are the shills, not good. air. DC versus Vampires really not wowing people. Average of a seven one. Right yeah, now, and that's that's good And that's not good for the people who are giving those reviews. I mean, there there's some people here, if they go under a nine point five, they start getting the chills. You end up Detective Comics number one thousand sixty-seven. That's the orgums. That the orgums because <laughs> it's the Wolfman's and they're, you know, you have yeah, weird Man. reviews where people are like, the, the story could progress quicker, but boy, it's awesome. Ten out of ten. So I think that we're gonna have the same as what we usually get with Ram or Ram Vey, as I've heard him uh, pronounced on the end. Or as I've heard you pronounce uh, V Ram. V Ram. That's, I think he goes by that sometimes when he's checking in the hotels in Cleveland. Oh. We'll see how that plays out. I haven't been a big fan of the story more than everybody else, it seems. I'm the only one. Uh, but we also end up having, I'm going down because we already the talked about John Stewart of in the other night. But we also have Tim Drake, Robin, number four, Wondering if Eric Jay will give it the book of the week. It is not getting great reviews from the usual suspects, but also user (laughs) reviews. The book will
1: always have a chance to become good. I I say that it'll be canceled before it has that chance, but it could always have the chance to become the Tim Drake book that I wanted to be. And last issue, when I gave it my book of the week with Tim Drake Yeah, the last three, issue, yeah. I saw the glimpse. I saw something that made me think, maybe we can get this where I need it to be. That is the reason it became my book of the week. Plus, you know, it did more than the rest of the issues.
0: You got the fan service wool pulled over your eyes. I think that this gets back to, let's solve this mystery, eh? We should be beyond that in my mind. You know, we're going to put the pieces together of the puzzle of the mystery of the enigma of the whisper down the lane. I I really don't know what the hell that whole thing is. It's just a nothing story. But overall, again, that'll be stuff we'll talk about. And eventually, we'll get back to our $25 do or die pull list still. And we should soon. Yeah. In the upcoming months, totally. Yeah. I wonder what is that Tim Drake book's going to be on yours. I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But that's a reason to tune into the regular show. See how much Eric loves the Tim Drake book. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Please check out all of the links in the show notes. We'll leave it at that. Check out our regular main podcast comes out Sunday night. If you want to get early access to it, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. But that's it. Eric, what do we say at the end of the Thank Rod, It's Friday. In a world full of chips, always make sure you go ape. go
1: read comics. You
0: are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. the revolution. Ooh, Joker's yo, got somebody new, but what is a holy Quinn You can't. Yeah.